This is a previously recorded episode. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my name. time welcome to the nooner show with jay dubs and denise brennan nelson we are broadcasting live from detroit sound studios high above activate gaming in ferndale michigan you can find us at detroitpodcast.com what time is it it's nooner time somebody bring me a mirror Happy sort of hump day. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so correction, right? Yes. We are not in Ferndale anymore, but no. we haven't changed our uh, our words on our intro, which is right. okay. Right. Um, it's we're summer. Close. It's summer. So yeah, and we're close to uh, Ferndale because we're, we're very close. We're now, in Royal Oak. Yes, in Royal Oak. Um, so, New studio, and yeah. this is our second. Well, actually, our third show because we are just. This is. Uh, Part two of a two-hour show. Right. We just finished up with Sarah Clayman and Kevin Nixon of Dime. Dime, right. If you caught that, that was a lot of fun. Right. And really interesting. Informative, too. And now we have Charles Francis here with we us do. today. And I'm Charlie. Charlie. I just, Charlie. And Charlie, so a shout-out to Fat Cat's Pizzeria because um, they called me and said you have to have this guy on your show you you have to have him and i said fat oh, cats okay. pizzeria yeah fat cats oh. my sister's pizzeria in redford well thank you fat yeah. cats pizzeria in redford mm-hmm. they have good so, pizza there they do they do have good pizza there go ahead charlie they do they do <laughs> <laughs> well they're definitely big fans of, of you so um, we're, we're glad thank you for waiting we were yes. running a little bit long uh, but we're not going to banter, so right. we don't have to worry about any of that. We're going to go right into our favorite segment yes, called What's the Wish? This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Charlie Francis is the author of And I Thought I Had Problems, True stories about being a foster dad and how it changed his life. The story was written to inspire and diminish preconceived ideas and fears that potential foster parents might have. Learn about the joys that come from helping the truly innocent and most vulnerable vulnerable members of our society. Charlie is also the creator of Music Boxes. An album of songs for the whole family. Welcome to the Nooner Show. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Where's, where's the pizza? Yeah. Uh, you know, I failed. <laughs> I failed miserably. Fat Cat's Pizza from Redford. Eric right? and Ann would have took care of us very graciously. Uh, well, some other time. But we're glad you're here. Yes. And I've been hearing a lot about your book. And uh, and then I went onto your website and I saw your album. Uh, yeah, the album. And I can't wait to talk about that. But first things first. So... You're here because, go ahead, fill, fill, fill in the, the sentence, fill in the blank. Well, I'm here because you guys invited me. <laughs> because we begged. Yeah, because we well, begged. Just, but you're here because you... you have been, uh, because I have the gift of bribery. Oh, okay? so oh really? Ask, we can be yeah. bribed. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. You don't really even have to work that hard with no. us. <laughs> Couple bucks, we're good we'll to go. Take anything. <laughs> well, what I I made oh. jam and oh. Eric and Anne both have enjoyed it, and I, I think Eric gives it to your parents. That. Yes, and so Ooh. I brought some. I have more. Oh, there's more here. There's awesome. some for oh, everybody. Good. Thank you. Okay, but Charlie just Denise gave us it. each a 
um, canned strawberry jam. Oh, and it looks good. Yes, it looks no, amazing. Raspberry. Do you can this or yeah. do you have help? No, wow. I actually grow the berries and I wow. uh, make the jams and jellies that uh, I do. Wow. I have a friend that grows the berries and got me started. And I would pick so many berries and I would give them to all my neighbors. And after a while, uh, they love them. But I had so many. What do you do with them? I thought, I'll teach myself how to make jam. So my first couple batches of jam were really syrup. Okay. And as a typical guy, then I thought, you know, I better reread the directions. <laughs> and I saw what I was doing wrong, and then the jam started coming. Oh, and so wow. I make about seven different uh, varieties, but these are my main two, raspberry and strawberry. Oh, Ooh. awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Oh, yes. My Thank husband you. will really appreciate yeah, it. I might hide too. this. No, well, I'm not I listening. Do you <laughs> sell them as well? Or? No, I don't sell them. Um, I give them away as gifts. And oh, just okay. to be, the, the problem with selling them is if you sell them, you have to get licensed. Right. Uh, and then you need right. insurance. And right. codes. Yeah. And then the and, health department. Yeah, and, and stainless you know. steel sinks oh, right. <laughs> and things like that. So blah, Details, blah, blah. details. Yeah. Yeah, so we just want jam. Or is it jelly? I didn't bring the jelly. No, um, okay. Jelly, okay. I had to learn to make. Um, I have senior citizens that like raspberry, but they won't eat it because of the seeds. Right. Gets okay. under their plates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in their colons. Well, I didn't want to go there, you know, <laughs> diverticulitis and all that right. stuff. That's what I've but, heard. Oh. So I learned how to make jelly so they could they could have the wonders of raspberry back in their life again. Wow, oh, that's so fantastic. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. So I do have some for you. Do you ever do freezer them. jam? Or no, is that like a cop out? Um no, I think that's a it's a variation, not a cop out. Oh. Okay. It's just a variation. Okay. It's I was reading your books out in the uh vestibule there and um some were Full size, the Buzzy Bee was smaller. Is Buzzy a cop out because it's a smaller book? No. <laughs> no, it not isn't. Buzzy. Not Buzzy. Buzzy, Buzzy was I, my firstborn. Buzzy. Uh, yeah, Buzzy was the pioneer. Right. Right? Buzzy's good. Buzzy mm-hmm. believes. Yes. Buzzy is good. So he can fly, I know. Well, thank you for reading. Yes. Well, we can't wait to read yours. So let's talk about that. And I thought I had problems. Tell, tell our listeners about the book and what inspired you to write it. Well, um, I asked my wife to write it. And uh, being very busy, she just didn't have the time. And so what happened is I was off work for three weeks with a medical problem. The doctors thought I had a heart attack. I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a fluttering artery that was cutting off the blood flow. I did not need a stent. But it took them three weeks to figure out what was wrong with me. So day one, after four days in the hospital, I'm home. Kim takes our son Danny to a homeschool class. I have the remote control all to myself. Oh, yeah. I rock. And then after 20 minutes, there's nothing on. I went through every channel. She comes home. I'm red as a beach. She goes, oh, my gosh, you're having a heart attack. I said, no, there's 100 channels, nothing on. And she goes, she scared the heck out of me. So the next day I said, hey. After you come back from your mom, she took care of her mom um, to keep her in her house for as long as possible while she um, aged. And uh, I said, stop at the dollar store and get me three or four of the biggest, fattest spiral binds they've got. And she goes, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to write the book because I had nothing else to do. So if you look on my finger here, you can see the dent right there <laughs> oh, in my wow. finger. The He's proof. not kidding. The I proof. wrote for three weeks. And I, I found an old Bic pen, six-sided plastic, wrote till it ran out of ink. I said, I'm, I need a pen. She hands me a gel pen. I said, a gel pen? She goes, do you mean you didn't know what a gel pen was? <laughs> Duh. So I'm I, wondering if you know what a laptop is. <laughs> I do. I do. I just learned texting. Just, I hate to say that. I just learned texting. I'm just texting. teasing you. No, I'm, I can I'm take so it. not techno-savvy. So. <clears throat> I am not. But So I, I wrote the book. And what it was, it, what inspired it was um, out with some neighbors. Uh, one of the neighbor dads, who's a great guy, dogs like him. They come right to him. Kids like him. And he said, Charlie, I really think it's great you taking care of other people's kids. But I could never do that. Now, I'm a fast talker, but I'm a slow thinker. And it took me a couple of weeks for that to gel and wonder why. Why would he be afraid? Is it diapers? That's usually what it is. It's diapers. <laughs> Okay, but there's all ages of kids. You don't have to get into the diaper kids. So um, 
I realized it was really just a fear of the unknown. Really, mm-hmm. that's what it boiled down to be. So I wrote the book. It's my experiences being a foster dad with my personality in there. Um, I'm an overreactor. I'm I'm real high strung. I know that. Um, but either I'm a love or hate guy. If I love you, you get it all. If I if I don't love you, yeah, you probably will never see me. <laughs> and um, so I wrote it to inspire guys to be foster oh. dads and to tell stories. And I left diapers till later on in the book. And I told guys. Um, how to deal with them. And a funny story I've got is the lady who did my editing, such as, is it 2TO or is it 2TOO? Because I've got TWO down. I know what that one is. I get that one. I, I go through this, the, the same exact example. Too much TOO. Yeah, too much TOO. So um, on the back cover, there's a, I mentioned Kathleen Monticello. She has since uh, passed away. But she was the sweetest. She was a former school teacher. She did the editing. Um, she wanted. She corrected me, and I end my sentences with prepositions. I didn't even know what that was, and and I had it in school. I just right. And so she told me how the sentences would go, and I said, if you write it like that, when people read it and hear me talk, they won't. They'll think you didn't write that book. So you have to leave it alone. But you can correct the twos in that. Mm-hmm. So one day she calls me and she says, Charlie, I need you to come over. we got to talk about the book for a minute. And when I got there, now this is a five-foot, 80-plus-year-old woman. I would always open the door. She'd be sitting at the kitchen table. This day she answers the door. She's very animated. Oh, come in, come in, come in. Oh, you've got – oh, Charlie, I, I, can't, I can't believe I could have got all that stuff out of Bill. That's her deceased husband. And I'm stunned. I, I don't know what she's talking about. And she's just going on and on. And she is just laughing and she's giddy. And I'm loving it, but I don't understand. And I said, what are you talking about? You could get all that stuff out of Bill. She goes, you know – Jewelry, jewelry, jewelry. <laughs> and what I wrote was, guys, sooner or later, you got to do a diaper. You got to. <laughs> but if if you can trade vacuuming the house and she does the diaper, it's a good trade. And if you have to vacuum the house and do the dishes, it's a good trade. And if you have to vacuum the house, do the dishes and gas up her vehicle, that's a good trade. Because, guys, she needs a break. And it's easy stuff you're doing. She can do right. that diaper in a minute. Perfect. You can take a half hour and it'll still leak. Believe me. Right. Been there. But yeah. if all else fails, don't forget those three magic words. Jewelry, jewelry, jewelry. <laughs> so for all the guys listening today. <clears throat> she, yeah, yeah. she was loving it. You know, I'm reading uh, the back of the book and it says, Charlie and his wife were foster parents for 10 years. During that time, they fostered over two dozen children and adopted one child. Mm-hmm. Charlie helped his wife show the foster children a high degree of stability and healing in return turn he received more than he could ever have hoped for or imagined wow uh, truly truly i and i did i thought i had problems S- spill the water spill the milk the cover of the book is a child spilling the milk look what you did look what you, oh you got milk oh my gosh oh, so big deal um i think that's what bounties in business for so get with it it, and they make the half sheets now so you can save money. <laughs> now, were you like that before you were a sure. foster parent? Sure. No, I mean, no yeah. you grew up eight as kids. a foster child, right? No, I did oh, not. Oh, no, you didn't. I'm one of eight okay. kids, and I just learned that someone else in this room is one of eight kids. Yep. I won't yes. mention names. Seven girls and one boy in our family. Yeah. Yeah. We're six boys and two girls. Girls are the bookends. Hmm. So we fought for everything. There was no, you know— Dinner was ready. Either you ate or you didn't. Mm-hmm. The, and if you didn't, somebody else ate it. It got divvied up. You, there was no – you learned. Okay. So I was under the impression that you grew up as a foster child, but you, no. you did not. No, okay. I did not. So, so how did you get into right. it? Yeah. What made you do that? <clears throat> I came home from work one day. Kim is at the door. She's never at the door. She's got the door open, holding the screen door open. Oh, hi, honey. You're home. I said, yeah. How was your day? Oh, I proceeded to tell her about my day at the car dealership, which is just pure <laughs> exasperation. After I finished, now she's never asked this before. You'd think I'd be wise enough to click that something's going on. She no. wants jewelry or yeah. something. Jewelry, yeah. jewelry, jewelry. Yeah. So after it's all over, I said, How was your day? She, and without blinking, she says, I know what I want to do. Well, that's really wide open. What do you want to do? She goes, I want to be a foster mom. I was at my mom's today. One of her friends was over with a foster baby. I got to hold the baby. It was a cute little baby. 
and I kiss the baby and I, I change the baby and I, oh, I just love that. I want to be a foster mom. I said, if that's what you want to do, do it. I had no idea what I was agreeing to. I had no idea. It'd be like me, you saying, I want to work on the car and I let you change the oil. When you're done, you're going to look like Fonzie. Your hair is going to be all <laughs> slicked back. You're going to have no idea what you just got into. So I had no idea either what it was going to entail. And our first baby, we got him the day after the cast came off his leg. He was 10 months old and he crawled with a limp. Now, he didn't care. He was happy, but we couldn't. He's dragging his leg. Now, first, he's going half speed, but I didn't realize that. So I picked him up. I did the knee squeezes. I had him giggling. I'm tickling him. I can't find anything wrong with him. Everything seems to be working. He's very well-adjusted, happy. So Kim calls the next day, and we find out we got him the day after his cast came off. They just forgot to tell us. Now, I'm stunned. She calls me at work. Don't ever do that. If you're listening to this, don't call your husbands at work and tell them problems because they'll worry all day. They really will. They may not tell you, but they will. I couldn't figure out who broke this kid's leg. How could you break this kid's leg? How did the leg get broken? I was useless at work because all I could think about is this kid. And he's a cute. Right. All kids are cute. He was just the cutest kid. So um, after about two weeks, he realized the cast wasn't there and he was at Full speed. Put the cast back on. Slow him down. I invented ankle weights for infants. I actually did. So you could slow him down and you could catch him. He was he was so cute. Yeah. So and you've probably seen him for sale like nowhere. That's how good of an idea it was. Right, yeah. That would be a little bit well, of child let, abuse. But let's go so let's go back to what what was the process then when you when you and your wife made a decision to become foster parents? What what was the process? How Difficult um, was it? It's very easy. It, it is? It's very easy. Too it, easy? No. Oh, no, okay. they do check you out. Okay. So let's just say um, I had a felony or something against me. Mm -hmm. There was something out there. It would depend on what it was, um, depend on when it was, but they're desperate for foster parents. They are desperate. There's so many kids. I read there's over 500,000, or no, 400, I'm sorry, 425,000 as of 2009. In the country. Yeah, there's... 425,000. And, yeah. and it varies, but there's probably more than that today. Wow. Um, so the difference, though, between foster kids and kids that are being put up for adoption is the foster kids, that's temporary, right? Mm -hmm. And it's... Uh, they're, they're taken out of the home. It's not that the parents are giving them up, it's right? A, exactly right. Somebody did something. Mm -hmm. Somebody else made a phone call and said they did something. Sometimes they find out they actually didn't do anything. It's somebody just being vindictive, somebody with an ax to grind. But sometimes they did do something. The kids are removed for protection. Mm -hmm. um, you, when you get licensed, you go through a uh, police background check, criminal check. They look at your credit. They look at everything to make sure you have the right motives mm -hmm. and that they're not looking for squeaky clean. They don't come into your house and expect it to be squeaky clean. Um, they don't expect perfection. They want a real person mm -hmm. because with this real person comes strength and weaknesses, but they balance out and that's, they want real people. Mm -hmm. So once we, we had to go through the classes and um, I noticed in the classes, most guys, me, um, sat in the back, twiddled our thumbs. It was like, <laughs> big deal. The women were all up front taking notes. They were mm -hmm. into it. And us guys, the few that were there, were in the back uh, counting the holes in the ceiling. <laughs> Sounds like Lamaze <clears throat> class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. right. <clears throat> so it, once I got into it, it was uh, <clears throat> wonderful. And I'm losing oh. my voice here. That's okay. Take a, a break. Take a yeah. drink of water. Uh, you know, I, I just getting ready for this interview looked a lot at, you know, some statistics and stuff about foster parenting and all that. Go ahead. I think it it is wonderful. Um, I had so much fun with the kids. I became a kid again. Um, once I saw the problems, it took a while, but I realized, wow, I have inconveniences. And most of the time, if I just let them go, they work themselves out. Real simple. Mm -hmm. Real simple. For example, on your paperwork, it says to be here at 1245. I was stressing big time driving through all the traffic oh. over here going, 
oh, they're going to be so mad at me. They're going to be ready to go. Because I had no idea what I was really going to arrive to. I didn't know there was another thing going on. I thought I was letting you down. So I And I thought, wait a minute. Don't get a ticket. It'll even take you longer. Just, right. just get there. Right. Everything will work out. Yeah. And once I put it in perspective, everything was fine. I got here. Everything was fine. I had time to read the three books. <laughs> Okay. By Denise Brendan Nelson. <laughs> uh, yes. <clears throat> Denise, I loved them. Wow. Aw, thanks, Julie. I, I'm, I'm actually in process on a couple of children's books, and I listened to the podcast with um, Heather Hughes. Heather Hughes. Oh. My gosh, was that good. Uh-huh. And uh, um, I told my wife, Heather and I are soulmates. <laughs> oh, I'll let and, Heather know yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And here's why. And my wife gives me the look. Like, what? And I said, yeah. They asked her a question. What's your favorite book. And Heather's answer was usually the one I'm reading. Right. And here's right. how we're together is I took my wife to the fourth dream cruise because I did not think they would last. And I'm a car guy and I was working on a car and we better go to the cruise or I'll never see one. And after the cruise, we're driving back with another couple. And Kim says, Hey, Charlie, what car did you like the best? Like they were going back and forth, which ones they thought their husbands liked the best. And I, yeah. and I leaned over the seat and I said, honey, I don't know if you'll understand this, but usually the one I was looking at. <laughs> yeah. So I understand Heather. Yeah, I understand you, her. Heather. And she looks at me. I said, and don't worry. Heather's husband's an ex-hockey player. He'd take my <laughs> right. teeth and right And a cop out. now. Oh, and a oh, cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. He's a cop. Um, Heather, I... It was only in spirit. <laughs> yes, that you're so okay. She'll met, appreciate that. Yeah, but I yeah, loved her answer. I understood that. it. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Did you have one foster child at a time, or we actually at one time had four? Wow. wow. Now were wow. they siblings or no? No. No. We had two that were siblings and two that were not. So we had you know, um, but we had four at a time, and it was just too many for us. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say. So we found one or two was perfect for us, and. Um, the some of the stories are in the book of the names are all changed, so these are mm-hmm. not their real names. They have to be protected. You can't show their pictures or anything like that. You never get to hear about them again once it's over. Um, if you want to adopt, it's the best way to adopt because the state terminates the parental rights and you adopt from the state. Now, 90 plus, I would say, 90 plus percent go back to their parents, and that's the way it should be. Heaven forbid your kids are ever taken away and put in protective services, but it's like a slap in the face. And now you wake up. Oh my gosh, they took my kids. What do I have to do? And you do what you're supposed to do. You take the classes, you show improvement and all that. They want you to have your kids back. And I would say 90 plus percent of foster parents want you to have your kids back. So you never knew the stories about, Oh, you, you learned some of them and some of them are, just unrepeatable. Right. They're, they're mm-hmm. as bad as you think they are. Mm. Some are as wacky and wild as you, you could just write a book about some of the stories. Wow. So what kind of classes did you take? What kind of training? How do they prep you for this? Um, they have uh, parenting classes. Um, the number one class and the number one thing you have to get into your head to be a foster parent is you are a glorified babysitter. I know that's simplifying it, but that's what you are. You are a protector. You are a child cop. You are no. You are a child guardian. Um, because the state makes all the decisions. Yeah, you're just day to day. You're day to day feeding, sleeping, mm-hmm. uh, school, uh, some, school, somewhere to live, whatever. Um, needs to be done on a day-to-day basis for the child. The state takes care of reuniting the child with the family. Are the expenses that they give foster parents enough to cover? No, but you're not in it for that. No, Most no, right. no, but, but, but there, no, it's not. I've heard a few stories where it is. that's why people do it. <clears throat> oh, I can tell you how to do it for money. I can. I know how to. You, do d- it for you would money. have a lot of kids. You would. You would buy um, a big farm-type house. You would take the biggest bedrooms and partition them into two or three. You would make wards, like the old children's wards at hospitals. You would have triple bunk beds. Um, I have that type of mind to think of things. Now I'm in a podcast. What do you think I'm thinking about while I'm here? I could do a podcast. (laughs) There you go. I've got ideas for podcasts. Oh, yeah. So Call Dave and Bob. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, talk to Jessica yeah. at the end of the show. Do you right. Want, I, mm-hmm. So, but that's how my mind works. I, I think of how to figure things out. I've talked to Ann many times about fat cats and what I would do with fat cats. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I bet she loved that. Oh, Why she, don't you write a book called What I Would Do? <laughs> she, fat kids. I remember Anne when she worked at a different pizzeria. Right. And, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, name shall remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. but I And she doesn't remember me and she shouldn't, but I remember her. And when she was at Fat Cats, I actually told her, I said, hey, you don't remember me, but I remember you. <laughs> and she gave me the a stalker. Oh, my gosh. Pizzeria stalker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The pepperoni. Well, you, yeah, you know the pizza's good then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, stalkers. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Well, what's so, the best thing you've learned from one of the oh. kids? I mean, was there is there okay, one? Okay, no, no. Let me. I want to answer that question. What's the best thing I learned? Okay, that the heart has an infinite capacity for love. I cannot stress that. I always use dogs as my reference, and I'm not comparing dogs and humans well, because they're. We do all but, the time. <laughs> well, that's yeah, because you're married to us, okay? Verf, verf, verf. Okay. But um, dogs, um, you know if they love you or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, they come to you, they're wagging, their yes. tongues hanging out. They'll, it's unconditional. It's unconditional yeah. love. Mm-hmm. Kids are the same way, and we have that. We had so many children, yet every time a new one came in, there was just more room. I don't know how to say it. Wow. There was just more room. You think um, – my example is, did you ever have a pet that passed away? Most of us say yes. Mm-hmm. Did you get another pet later on? Most of us say yes. Did you forget the first pet? No. Did you compare the second pet to the first pet? Oh, heck yeah. Snuffy never did that. Snuff- so, did, remember when Snuffy did that? Oh, he never did that. And you always have that comparison. It's the same with kids. We still say things – We'll see a kid suck the ketchup off a French fry. Our eyes will lock together. Big grins. Remember when so-and-so used to do that? He would dip till the French fry broke off in his mouth. Then he'd eat it and then dip the remains till it disappeared. Then he'd get a fresh. He would just eat ketchup. Wow. You could just what? put ketchup. Oh, wow. Were so, there other times that, like, that some kids you were glad that they went back to their family, and some that you just couldn't? Yes, I mean, it would broke yes, their heart but, to give back. Okay, have you ever worked at a place where half the people you loved, half the people you tolerated, or they were okay, mm-hmm. and there was the one or two that you just couldn't stand to be near? Yes, it's human nature. It's going to happen. The agencies know that's going to happen. Some, some you'll have a, uh, a type A and type B. And then a type C will come in and you just, for whatever reason, they don't like you and you don't like them. Does the, does the agency then switch them? Sure. Oh. You can, oh, you can okay. let the agency know. You can say it's not working. Our personalities are You can say that, yes. Does, does the agency follow up, though, during the their stay with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, how like how, what do they do? Um, they judge you. Um, they actually have the right to come into your house um, anytime they want. They can open every cupboard. They can search your house. Um, they have had to change the laws. Funny that it's like this, but where what you eat, they eat. The children eat. You can't eat green giant beans and then give your kids um, the generic beans. You, yeah, everybody eats the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they came up with a law like that? Because it was going on. That's another way you can make money. You can. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. Now, is it rare? I would say yes, it's very yeah. rare. But when it's there, it's probably blatantly flagrant. And um, in your face. So, did they ever come in and search your house? I don't think they ever. Not when I was there, they never did. I know they came for visits, um, and we would, hey, let's go sit in the living room. I mean, we try to walk them through the house just to show them the house. And most of the time, um, they didn't need to. They knew. You know what? You just know. Right. You just know when something's not right. And a couple of kids we had, um, they were under protective care in the parents' custody, and when they came in, something was wrong, and so they pulled the children out. Now, we didn't hear the whole story. We just heard basically that something wasn't quite right, and and so the kid is removed and brought to you. Most of the kids are just wonderful. I, I think we had one problem child in 10 years, um, and he had um, serious issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that we just could not deal with. But the sad ones are, we had one, he was, they're all so cute. Everyone I talk about, I'm a, he was so cute. He was so cute. He, she was so cute. She, they all were. So Kim says, hey, come here, you got to see this. 
and she takes me in the bedroom. She lifts up the pillow. There's this little dinky handful of Rice Krispies under the pillow. She lifts up the blanket at the foot of bed. Here's a little dinky Cheerios under there. I said, what's going on? She goes, he's hoarding food. Oh. Now, this woman is a genius. In the book, I'd say the kids are the stars, but Kim's the hero. And I couldn't say – there aren't stronger words or I'd use them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So she went to Toys R Us and she buys this – it's like a little lunchbox, but it looks like a little briefcase. And she put it – she put toys in it. She put some Wendy's crackers in the little – you know, they're sealed. And she put a like a Pop-Tart thing in there. So he always had food with him and he could open up. He could play with toys or he could have some food. Anytime he Aww. wanted, he had food. And then I would – we'd be walking through the kitchen and I'd say, hey, you know, I – I want some cinnamon toast. Do, do you like cinnamon toast? And he just nod yes. Mm-hmm. Not say I say come on, and we'd sit up, and I'd cut a piece of bread in half, and we'd eat cinnamon toast or whatever, uh, peaches, uh, apple, whatever. Anytime we just fed him and fed him and fed him, so he knew there was always food. When we ate, he ate. If we're snacking, he's snacking. If that mm-hmm. bowl of popcorn's there, just stick your hand in, stick your face in if you want to. We don't care. Just eat. And he was, and slowly the he was like. He was either a uh, businessman or he was James Bond with a James Bond <laughs> briefcase. He was so cool. And so finally it turned into a toy case. And he didn't need He didn't to, need the food. No, anymore. he didn't need wow. it. He knew he was going to have food. What was the longest you had yeah. a foster child? We had one for a year. Oh. And he was me. And and um um and I was we had the same personality. He was he spoke in paragraphs. Um he was um potty trained when we got him which we did zero to five and most of the time we got babies so we had diapers a lot and uh, so he didn't need diapers and uh one one of the chapters in there um when my brother one of my brothers read the book when we saw each other at christmas he goes uh oh i he goes oh i read the book charlie and i said well what do you think of it joe and he goes i'm too close to the mic i don't want to peg the meters but he went (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I knew exactly what it meant. There's a there's a chapter in it, this little boy's potty trained. He he knows what pee and poop is, but he doesn't really know where does poop come from. You know, I sit on the toilet and then I get up and it's there. And I mean, if so, he doesn't know. Well, one day our dog starts circling in the yard and we're making hamburgers. And I said, Hey, Kim, look. And he's and she he's watching Sammy. He's circling and he's circling. We know what he's going to do, but the kid doesn't know what he's going to do. But he knows something's going on, and all of a sudden, Sammy, and he watches him poop. And then he walks over there. Now, I can't do it. I'm too old. But he walks <laughs> over to it. He squats down, and his face is about two inches from the poop. And we're both going, don't eat it. Don't touch it. Don't eat it. And, but he stares at it. He He's analyzing. Yeah. He's he's a, like a little Mr. Spock. He's analyzing and he stands up and he turns around with the biggest grin on his face. He's having an epiphany and he says, "Pooh! <laughs> he knows where it comes from." Oh, he it was so funny. I said, "Well, we have to clean that up." And I went and got a shovel. He held the shovel and we put it in a little hole. We buried it up. Poop. He couldn't say it enough. Poop. Wow. Poop. Yeah. Did they get they must have gotten attached to your animals? Oh my! They get attached to everything, but they have visits every week. They have a visit and at your house. No, they visit their. Um, they have uh, most of the time. It's a supervised visit. Um, if everything's going good, it can be an unsupervised visit. Sometimes at the parents' home or at the agency. So you take them in. You um, okay. now they keep everything a lot more separate than they used to. There were confrontations. We had a few where we were confronted. By the parents? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, and I don't blame them. I do not blame the parents at all. I'm telling you right now, if they came in bef- in my younger years and took my kids, I don't care what I did. Yeah, but if there golly, was, if there, I mean, they take them because there's a reason to take them, I know, right? but you're the birth parent. You're not taking my kid, okay? You're not. Mm. And mm. I know everybody wants my kid. My kid's good. I have a good kid, and they're right. They're totally right, but then don't hurt the kid. No, they're jealous. Yeah. They're, and, they're 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 mad, 
And they're probably, I'm not a psychologist, but they're probably mad at themselves because we all know when we do wrong. I get it. I know when I made a mistake. And it's taken me a long time to go, whoops, hey, boss, I came up with a good one. This is off the cuff. This is off the uh, topic. But um, my boss says, hey, look look what you did here. And I went, oh, man, that's the best news I heard all day. And he looks at me and he goes, what? I just, that, you made a $1,000 mistake. I said, I know. But what you've just told me is I'm alive because only dead people don't make mistakes. <laughs> I can fix that. I can fix that. But I'm alive. Think, and he looked at me and he goes, only you yeah. could came up with that, that way. One. You're and fired. He, and yeah. No, yeah. he walked away. He walked away. And um, yeah, well, there's the, um, yeah, it happens. Definitely some truth to that. Sure. Yeah, it, you wake up in the morning, you got a fifty-fifty shot of getting out on the wrong side of the bed, and that's how you start your day. And then if you burn the toast, <clears throat> now you're in a bad mood. And then fat cats ain't open till four. Did you hear that, Anne? <laughs> yeah. Open it too. Yeah. So you had how many kids? Ten. We no. What no. They, we had probably close to thirty kids. Oh, okay. 10. Wow, thirty yeah. kids. We had some for a weekend. We had this little. She's in the book. Um, we had this little uh, uh, Latino girl. Uh, the sweetest personality. I. She was just an angel in our lives. She re- and we only had her for a weekend. And her brother was the. He was like eight years old. She was. I'm going to say about four. Her brother was the sweetest. Um, and they were in because I think a parent died. Um, they weren't in from abuse. They oh. just needed somewhere till a relative could come and get them. These were great, great oh. kids. They were. We were blessed to have them. They weren't blessed to have us. We were blessed to have them. And um, uh, she could speak fluent English and fluent Spanish, and I would get her to speak Spanish. I just want to hear it. And she she was just – just so Kim takes her to the store and uh, 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 gets her an outfit. Because that's the – you were asking about money. Um, you could foster on just what they give you. You really could. But what happens is they become part of your family. Right. And when you go shopping, you end up getting them an outfit. And when you go eat, you're, you're spending extra because they're eating with you. Right. You're in the restaurant. Whatever. You go to the movies, you're buying an extra ticket and getting an extra popcorn. You, They're part of the family. Right. They become the relatives from – that you haven't seen in a while. Are you allowed to buy them toys and they take yeah. those toys – Okay, here's what I did. The kids would come in with the clothes on their back. That's that's all they had. That's oh, they wouldn't let them pack a suitcase mm-hmm. or no. A lot of times uh, they would just be removed from the home quickly. I can't. Kim could probably correct me on this, but I don't recall any coming in with much more than the clothes on their back. Wow. And then oh, you wow. could you could go to the agency. They have a room bigger than this, and you can go pick out clothes for them that you don't have to pay for. Oh, that okay. If you and I get into this into the book, you do not have to be a foster parent to be involved. You can donate clothes. You can donate money. You can wow. you can get licensed and do respite, which is. We want to go out of town for the weekend. We want to go have a romantic Toronto getaway, but we need a licensed parent to gotcha. take care of those kids. Okay. So you could do that for the weekend. And so there's all different ways to get involved from little to big. It's just like everything else in life. You can do it little. You can do it big. It's all right. good. Right. It's all good. It, you can. It's all going to help. Has it's your all going to help. Has right. your book inspired people that you know to become foster parents? I don't know that, but I've given... Um, uh, speeches um, at churches on it, um, and most of the time I give the books away because I just want more foster. That would be. Yeah. How, how can yeah. people get this book? Um, you can go to bairnpublishing dot com. B a i r n. That's Scottish for child. Oh, I, okay. I want okay. you know they always say if you're going to get in the phone book, get in the A's. You know because after A's or B's, and it's yeah. true. It's very true. So if you're in the Z's or Y's. You know, a lot of times, unless they know you, they're not looking for you. Zebra lawn cutting. <laughs> they're never going to find you, you know? So um, I, I, I got barren, just fell on it. And so I, I'm not a publisher. And I just want to let Heather, I'm not publishing. I'm going to have you be my book publisher. So um, but so that's how they can order yeah, I, it. I, yeah, you can go to barrenpublishing.com. Okay. Just B-A-I-R-N. Publishing p u b l i s h i n g dot com, and there's our little website. You can hear the songs, little snippets of the songs. You can see the book. So um, money back guarantee. If you don't like it, just let me know. Um, let's uh, talk about the songs, the music box, music boxes. 
now, the songs, when um, I went on the website, you had pictures of different kids. Are, are some of those kids... Um, None kids? are foster kids. No? Okay. No. I was wondering about no. that. Okay. The, okay. The, there's two kids on the website, and they're looking, and they're like whispering to other... And that's um, my uh, grandson and granddaughter, okay. uh, brother and sister. And we just... And that happened to fit the... It was like asking for something or something. Or, uh, I forget what the website says. Kim set it all up. Okay. I am... Technologically, I can't even say it. Welcome Challenge. to our world. Yeah, yeah. welcome to our world. So, um, um, those are all people we know. There's a on the front page. There's a little boy. He's actually sitting at our kitchen table, and that is my wife's stepsister's grandson. And I let him hold the ukulele, and oh my gosh, he was like a a bright star. And we got a couple pictures, and we asked him, "Can we put him on our website?" and and of course, they said, "Heck yeah!" Yeah. And uh, he is—he is just a—he's an angelic kid. Mm-hmm. He is just the sweetest, um, caring little boy um, that I've ever met. He is just one of those joys. Now, um, how many kids do you have? I have uh, three children. I have two from a previous marriage, okay. and I have our adopted son. I have seven grandkids. Kim and I have. Two grandkids, so I have five okay. grandkids um, from a previous marriage, and um, um, all of them are. I didn't. If I I know what they mean now. If I knew grandkids were this much fun, I'd have had them first. Right. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. They're all they're all just yeah. a lot of fun to be around. Right. They all have different personalities. They all bring something to the table, and they keep you young. They really right. keep you young. So, now, are you st- are you still a foster parent? Do you no, we no. retired. Okay. Um, uh, our son had special needs. He was a uh, uh, special needs baby, and the schools just didn't. Um, you can't slow a classroom down for one child and let all the kids sit there bored. Conversely, you can't speed a class up because you got a genius or two in the class. That's why they have the acceler- yeah right. they have the accelerated for gifted the, the right. gifted classes. Yeah. Those kids need to work on. Well, uh, our son. Um, was truly like a math wizard. He could really, but certain concepts, and I and I gotta say, I fall into this too. I could not diagram a sentence. I just didn't get it, and I had no interest in it. And if you're not interested, there's a saying, and you may not have heard this before, but there's no such thing as teaching. There's only learning. You can't teach anybody anything until they want to learn it. Right. And if you want to learn it, you will find a way. Right. So if I want to blog, I'm going to find a way to do it. If I don't want to, I don't care what you tell me, I'm just never right. going to do it. It doesn't happen. It's like right. Facebook for me. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you into Facebook? No. Me oh. neither. I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't, I, let's not get started. No. That's a whole I, other show. You, I have one friend on mine. <laughs> We're finally You're officially the only one. friends. You're the only one I've liked. <laughs> I hope nobody's listening to oh, that. Oh, God. We love You're Facebook. Fr- that was dumb. Yeah. Facebook is wonderful. Um, well, you know, it's like the video games. Uh, we had the original Nintendo, and we had, a, a, like, the first Atari. and So I played this one Nintendo game. I would come home from work, shovel it in, and go do this search game. And when it was over, I, I basically just dropped it. And I would only play if people came over and wanted to play interactive games. Otherwise, it was a time stealer. It yeah. was stealing me away, and um, the best thing that ever happened to me were health problems that allowed me to get my time back. And I tell people that. You can steal from me. I can accept that because I can go get a second job. I can deliver pizzas at Fat Cats. <laughs> <laughs> or and, get your own podcast. I, or, yeah, there yeah, you I, go. And, <laughs> and I can make more money. But when Or you fill s- in for me because I'm taking the summer off. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did hear rumblings mm-hmm. about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... But when you steal time, yeah. you don't you don't know what you're stealing. I don't know how much I have. Right. How do I get it back? Right. right. You're stealing yeah, something right. that is really really valuable. How how did your kids adjust to having uh, different kids come in all the time, come in and then leave? And well, my uh, uh, older children um, were already older and starting their own. And when you started, that. okay. But our son. Um, I think it was very valuable to him. He would see kids come in with nothing, and all kids have a problem sharing. and I and it's hard for me to understand that, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always understand it, but I 
but I get it, if that makes sense. And he would um, – he had to learn how to share. And one thing we did is I started eating kids' meals and then I would give the kids the kids' meal toys and, and our son too. But more – and then they would have – when they left our house, they had a box of clothes and toys and it was theirs to take with them. And it wasn't for memories like remember us and what a great right. time he had being a foster kid. But it was – it was they got used to the toys and it was theirs. They they had a possession. It was a connection. Yep. They, the, yeah. Well, they have to know they own something. Right. Yeah, that's what I used to hear about yeah. sharing. That the reason kids have such a hard time is that it has to be they have to own it first. Right. You can't give something that you don't right feel like you own. It, it's right. kind of a weird concept. That's why I don't think we do it. You have to share that. You have to. Share, well, I don't want to share my stuff. Right. Right. You know what. what you know, yeah, it, that's it's, my phone, Jackie. Right. You can't. I'm not going to share my I phone. I don't want your phone. And my lip gloss. This is my lip gloss. I know. Uh, can I have your wine, though? <laughs> can I you was, share that with me? That's too much. Yeah. Well, that's fun to share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's good with pizza wow. too. Yeah, pizza. Actually, too. we do have we do have some wine for you, though. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. But. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Well, back to the music, because I was very intrigued by the songs that are on here. And um, you, you play, I mean, I heard read a little bit about your ukulele. So you had a ukulele. Oh, there we See go. See my shirt? Yeah. My sister gave oh. me this. Now, Everybody on the radio, great. do you like it? It is a cool shirt. On the blog, I mean. It is a cool looking shirt. It is. Did you enjoy, and you know, this is probably not a very good question. I don't like when people say, well, I just enjoy more, but I'm going to do it anyway. What did you enjoy more, the book or the songs? Um... Or, or what did you enjoy, enjoy about each one? Let's let me ask it. That's a better question. Yeah, it's that's a hard question. Which did I enjoy more? Because they both have their. It's like which child do you love? Right, the best? I know. That's what and I always say. Yeah, and it's uh, children's. I know you like her better than me, Dad. I know it. I see it. But really, you don't. You like them in a different way. Right. You love them in a different way. And that's the heart has the in, infinite ability to love. Mm-hmm. It also has the infinite ability to hate and dislike. Also. It's it's a balance there, but I find we use the love part way more than the mm-hmm. hate part, and we actually want to get rid of the hate part. We don't even want to keep it, and we try to get rid of it. Not that you forget it, but on the book, the book um, was uh, something for me. It was like therapy for me to try to understand all the things. The more I wrote it, and a couple of them, Kim looked over my shoulder, and I, I, one of them I said, the police dropped the child off to our house, and she said, that's not what happened. I go, yeah, that's, that's that, yeah. No, no, that's not how it happened. What happened is um, I had to go, you're thinking of a different one there. And I went, and when she explained, I went, you're right. I did. I had him confused because mm-hmm. there there were many and I'm not around all the time. And dads are there for the fun stuff and not for the diaper stuff. <laughs> and uh, so she, she explained all that and, and set me straight. And she was like the proofreader. Did she put her seal of approval on oh, it yeah. when you were done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, she did not feel heroic, and I don't think she still does. It was a labor of love. But really, when you look at what foster parents do, um, it is courageous. Right. I, I think it, it really, really is. is. It is. You're, and, the, and the ones that do the older children, that is courageous. Right. Oh, my gosh. And the older children need so much. And we just read a heartwarming story about uh, a boy that just abused his uh, foster parents and not physically abused them, stole the car, stole money, uh, came home late, did what he wanted, showed them no respect and all that. He loves those people today. And he, they, there was a picture at the end of it with them sitting on the couch and him leaning in from behind him, hugging wow. them both, and him writing how much he loves them, how no one else would put up with them. He tested them in every way possible. And when I read that sentence, I went, wow, now I, that was something I didn't understand. He tested them and he gave them every chance to give up on him. And they never did, never did. And life changing. And and that's Mm -hmm. his family now. Mm -hmm. Those are his parents now. Yeah. To read it. I mean, if it, if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, um, you're inhuman. Mm, you're having a bad day. Let's go there. You're having a bad day. You're inhuman, but yeah. okay. <laughs> so it, it was a just a touching story. That the CD, what happened on the CD, the book was being typeset. Um, uh, there's a wonderful gal up in uh, DeWitt, Michigan, and she is computer genius, and 
she did the cover on the we took the pictures. Those pictures, that front was I planted so those cute. some of those flowers at Fat Cats, and then we went there to pick up a pizza. And there's a gal taking pictures, and it's about four in the afternoon. And she says, and I, we start talking to her, and she says, "If you want pictures, you need to come back at dusk. That'll make the orange pop." And I'm thinking, I take pictures all day long. I need light. Come on. Well, we came back about seven thirty, eight o'clock. She was right on the money, and so we. We lined up all the uh, instruments. and uh, That's a beautiful picture. It yeah. is. A, it is. Now, here's the downside. It doesn't fit the CD. <laughs> when you look at the CD and you hear the songs, that's not the picture you envision. Oh. <laughs> it isn't. I love the picture. Mm-hmm. I, I love everything about it. But to do it over again, I would have, um, I would have berries on there and ice cream on there and um, birthday stuff and stu- you know yeah. the slip and slides everything that goes with the songs in the CD mm-hmm. but that's my first crack at recording and what happened is I've played guitar for 30 years I can't play one song all the way through I play for relaxation I worked at a car dealership you come home all wound up from people yelling at you you play guitar and reset dinner's ready you eat now you're normal again I'm the monster <laughs> in your book yeah. Okay. He's so been a monster all day. I've been yeah. a monster all day. Or I've been with him all day. So I would come home and rewind. And then, um, so I'm just a strummer. I know 10 chords, I can play three without looking. Sing the song Gloria. That's me, G L O R I A, three chords, boom. So um, I took a harmonica class. Nice guy who's now passed away at Henry Ford Community College. It was like a $40 class. You get a nice honer harmonica. How hard can it be? Neil Young's got one. Plays guitar, sings, and plays harmonica. How hard can it be? Well, I'm going to tell you how hard it is. First, you blow or suck. Then you got to move it back and forth and breathe. And then you got to block holes with your tongue. And then it's sour while you're learning it, and it's right by your ears. Now I know why dogs howl when you play the damn thing. (laughs) They're going, shut up. So after two weeks, I put it in the drawer, never to look back. And Henry Ford, in their infinite wisdom, sends me a catalog. Kim's looking through it. They have a ukulele class. 60 bucks and you get a ukulele. I want to take that. Oh, that's included? Yeah. $60? Well, wait to hear the end of the story. (laughs) So we take the class together and... It's the harmonica teacher. I walk in. Hi, Joe. Charlie, you're taking the ukulele class? Yeah. So I sit right next to him. It's a two-hour class. Now, as the class goes on, I realize these people think they're going to learn. There's ten people, my, me, Kim, and eight other people. The eight other people think they're going to learn how to play the ukulele in two hours. Honest to goodness, they really do. So I'm not bursting their bubble. I'm not going to do that. So Joe, we're going to lose. We're going to learn six strums in two hours. He shows me. He shows us all the first strum. Kim says, "Wait, can you show me that again?" Then the next person, "Hey, can you show me that again? Can you show me that again? Can you show me that again? Can you show me that again?" This goes on. Ten people. I look up. An hour's gone by. We're on one strum. I said, "Joe, this ain't going to work." You show me. Let's break into two groups. I'll take these four. You take these. Show me the strum. So that's what we did. We got through the other five strums in one hour. Wow. Because that's all I know how to do is strum. Okay. So I'm not a musician. Yeah. So we <laughs> – Go we, to dime. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. We were talking about that. So um, after the class, he lets me play his ukulele, a beauty. It's – it's one of the. It's just like one of the, the second one from your left. Mm. Okay, the same brand, same model, everything. That's what he had. What we had was ten dollar china junk. You can't even tune them. They're only made to learn the strum. We would tune them to an open C, bring open C, bring. Then you would bar chord at the fifth fret. I think that's an F. And then you go to the seventh fret for G. Bring, bing, ba, bing, 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 bing, ba, bing. And you learn your strums. Wow. So I'm home after this for two weeks trying to play it. I can't. I've got my electronic tuner on it. I'm trying to be like a luthier and And that's the one they gave you, right? Yeah, for the $60 class. So I finally call him up and I said, Joe, I am ready to kill myself. I can't tune this ukulele. I can't play it. He goes, Charlie, 
You can't. I told you it's only to learn to strum. Don't you listen? I said, did you see the wedding band on my finger? Of course I don't listen. What was your ukulele again? And he tells me what it is. I go on eBay. I order it. A few days later, uh, UPS drops it off. Kim gives me this look. Okay. Glasses down on the end of the nose. I'm in trouble. And she goes, what did you buy? I said, honey, I got you a new ukulele so oh, we can play it. <laughs> huh? Yeah, it didn't work. No. So she played it during the day. I played it when I came home to relax. And after two weeks, I've got a chord progression, which is the song um, Sweet, Dreams. Sweet Dreams at the end. That's the first song I ever wrote. Right. And so I'm playing it. And Kim goes, I've been humming it for three days. It's like a dream. And I said, I'm going to name it Sweet Dreams. Literally, as soon as I said that, the word started coming. I had to stop and write Sweet Dreams, baby. Sweet Dreams tonight. You were asleep before I turned off the light. And that was a mom putting the child to bed. It's Aww. a mom song. So that was the first song I wrote. After I wrote my third song, I said, they just keep coming. I do a chord progression, then words come. This has never happened. I have chord progressions on guitar. Words never came. Never. Still wow. aren't. So if I could write a CD, if I could do a CD with 10 or 12 songs that you could play with grandma and grandpa in the room and they wouldn't get embarrassed and they wouldn't leave, I would consider it a success. That was my bar. Not very high, just to grandma and grandpa aren't going to be embarrassed. Um, and I accomplished that. And then um, I discovered through phone calls, I didn't. I tried. I bought a program that I could record myself. Okay, well, I'm not a musician. I don't know what I'm doing. So I called five studios. Two never even called me back. I interviewed three of them. One of them was Sound Investment Studio in Livonia. David Stringer owns it. He took me under his wing. Um, after the first time in the studio, the song we're going to play today, Today's Your Day, it's a minute 20. I sat in the, I call it the room of pain. It's a, like a, <laughs> it's a soundproof room. Okay, um, I'm in there for a half an hour. I cannot get a take. I keep making, it's my song. I can't even play it all the way through. So he goes, Charlie, I, I've got an idea. Just take a, take, take a break for a minute. I'm going to try some stuff. Well, I don't know that this all recording today is cut and paste, cut and paste. Right. I don't know that. Right. I know nothing. Okay. I don't text. Now I do. <laughs> I really do. I do. So I'm going to text you in the show. I know, I know where his little fridge is. It's got water in it. He's got two, I call them Captain Kirk chairs, and he's got two monster monitors. And one you have to turn to your right to look at. So I go get two waters, figure, oh, we're taking a break. I walk in, I sit down next to him. He's looking off to his right. He doesn't even know I'm there. And when he turns, he's kind of shocked to see me. He goes, what are you doing here? And I go, I got your water. We're taking a break. He goes, you know you're paying for this time. And I said, and I sat back and I went, well, don't you forget it. Because what's the difference if I pay for a half hour in that room and we don't get a take? Or I pay for a half hour here and we don't get a take. We didn't get a take. So I figured I'd get us a water and we'd learn about each other and and uh, then try it again and now being a slow thinker it took me about a month to realize i bet you people are going to him hey what are you taking a break for you know i'm paying for this time right. and he's going okay right. okay 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 right. okay my fingers and are it's not cheap it's not cheap but mm -mm. it it um so from that day forward we had a bond in my mind um where he understood me that i didn't know anything but I was going to pay whatever it took to get what I wanted. Right. Whether what I wanted was good or not is another issue. But I, I knew what I wanted. Right. And I didn't know how to get it. And so he, I brought in singers. I took a singing lesson. The fellow who plays guitar on the Barry song, Tom Mariotti, I'm working with him now on my second CD. He's doing my arrangements. Oh. Oh, yeah. You're learning. Now you're getting. Yeah. yeah. Get people to – I'm the idea guy. Yeah. Let him. So he sent me. He took one of my songs that is not was supposed to be on the CD and is not because Dave did a wonderful job on it. But I listened to it. It's supposed to be a happy song. It's the saddest song <laughs> you ever. You want to cry when you hear it? It's supposed to be happy. So I wouldn't let it go on. And I had Tom listen to it. He did an arrangement on it. <gasps> this is the only way I can describe it. Two out in the ninth. Casey's at the bat. Base is loaded. Oh, and two on Casey. All the pitchers got to do is strike him out or get him to pop out or anything. And Tom hits it out of the park. 
Park for a walk-off homer. The Tigers win. Yeah, Tigers. Okay, Tom Mariotti is Casey at the bat, and it's on. So he he uh, redid the arrangement, and he sends me one of his songs. It's just music. Well, I'm listening to it today on the way over here, and I listened to his song. Oh my gosh, the words start coming. I, I I'm, I'm oh. okay. I was driving, but I wasn't texting. But I hit Tom Mariotti's number, Tom, and I'm talking to him on the phone. Tom, I got words for your song. Well, you can have it. I go, I can't just have it. I'll buy it from you. We'll split it, whatever. But it's our song. It's oh. our first collaboration. So you're really starting to expand. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's I, awesome. I, I, I can't believe this has all happened. Um, and again, at my age, I just can't believe and I'm not a musician, but David Stringer was put there for a reason. Right. I, I needed All him. All the right people yeah. Yeah. coming into your yeah. life. David brought mm-hmm. in singers. These kids were wonderful. Yeah. And you, you'll yeah. hear them on there. So, and, okay, so the, the let's, because I know yeah, we're going to have to. I, yeah, we do. The, the book, um, it's called And I Thought I Had Problems. And again, the website is. Spell it. Baron B A I R N Publishing Publishing dot com. Dot com. Baron with an N is in November. Okay. And so if and if somebody uh, wants you to um, go and speak about foster parenting and Love how, to. how do they get a hold of you? Just you can email me off Baron Publishing. Okay. Um uh, it uh, there's a there's a way uh, uh, I get emails through Baron Publishing. Okay. So I, I don't truly know how to do it. Kim set it up. It's her fault. <laughs> it's she didn't fault. teach me but, what I'm supposed to But there is a know. way that they can yeah, um, yeah. get a hold of you if they're interested yes, in that. Yes, yeah. they can. Excellent. There's a contact thing on there. I love how, how you end this. You use a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, our greatest glory is not never failing, but in rising up every time we fail. I love that And you quote. go on to say, children seem to know this instinctively and are happy to teach it to whoever loves them. I've enjoyed my chance at being a kid again and will treasure every memory and minute of it. Mm. Um, there's more. I don't want to ruin the end of it for people that want to get this book but it's not just about being a foster parent it's no. really it's about life it's about what you said earlier about stepping back and the little things in life you know at the end of our lives aren't going to really matter right um your passion and enthusiasm comes through right loud and clear and it's a joy to be around you i'm sure every child who had the joy of being in your life has taken that hopefully into their lives right um so we you know i i admire what you did and and again um, if if you're if foster parenting, if you don't think that that's something you you want to do or are ready to do, there are other ways to help. And yes. donating money, donating clothes. Like I Just never do thought taking about that. It, or or going over there or going, you know, getting licensed so you can babysit so that right. the couple that is doing it can go out right. to dinner or right. whatever. Yeah. Right. Just go away for a two-hour break. Exactly. Right. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. Well, tell your wife, Kim, because I know yes. you praise her a lot in here. You give her an yeah. A and yourself a B and, um, and <laughs> yeah, all of she, all of that. Yeah, but she, she was phenomenal. She sounds and like she has a great she heart. She is. Yeah, she she's has. got a great husband. So, well, you can that tell her kind we said of went that. without saying, but yeah. I'm glad. And you we did won't say talk it. about Heather anymore. No, Heather, who? <laughs> Your well, soulmate, baby. So, we always try to find a drink that um, complements our guest. And um, because of the foster parenting, we thought um, we bought a wine that is called Save Me because <laughs> foster parenting. Does save yeah. kids. I'm sure you've saved so, a lot of kids. Here you go. That's well, for you because we don't have time to drink it because we know the next thank show you. is. And winning. thanks for the jam. I'm well, yes, I had taken that home. Who and, got the strawberry? I got strawberry. Okay, here's your red. Woo! All right. And here's your strawberry. Oh, thank you. You know what? I'm going to give one to Jessica. No, I've got two for Jessica. Oh, you do? <gasps> Jessica. Yeah. I listened to the show. Okay. I, heard, I knew Jessica was here. That's, what a guy. She's, you get an A plus yes, for that. I do. <laughs> you can't Thank see you. me, but I've got the cocky look going right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do need to wrap up, though. We're, oh, yeah. oh, we've been going late all day long, but we yes. do... Um, next the, week, and this is Charles Francis. Charles Francis, B A I R N Publishing.com. Yes. You can get his book and his CD. And yeah, reach out to him to give. I think he'd be great at churches and rotaries yes. and all sorts of speaking engagements. Speaking engagements, yeah. absolutely. Um, and next week we have 
Next week, we have... What's next week? Lisa and Dan Durecki. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, that's awesome. right. That'll be mm-hmm. fun. Yep, it's going to be a fun show. Um, so. All right, good. Well, I get to see you next week, and yeah. we want to leave you with this. Remember, sometimes your only available transportation... Is the leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. Jessica, thanks for being here yes, with us you, for Jessica. two full thanks, hours Jessica. plus. Thank you. Yes. Good to see you, Jackie. Nice Happy hump day. Happy have a great weekend. Oh, you two have fun at the game. Oh, we will. I know. Zimmerman's pitching. Um, we're going we're gonna to close the show with the bear song All right. by Charles Francis. Charlie. <laughs> There's a book. <laughs> Strawberries, blueberries, oh they taste so good. Raspberries, raspberries, oh they taste so good. Grandma has some strawberries growing in her yard. When they're ripe, she calls me. Cause picking ain't so hard. I'm singing about strawberries, strawberries. Oh, they taste so good. Strawberries, strawberries. Oh, they taste so good. After picking strawberries, Grandma gets ice cream. We mix in some strawberries. Oh, how my mouth sings about those strawberries, strawberries. Oh, they taste so good. Strawberries, strawberries, oh, they taste so good. Grandpa has some raspberries growing in his yard. When they're ripe, he calls me, cause picking ain't so hard. I'm singing about raspberries, raspberries, oh, they taste so good. Raspberries, raspberries, oh, they taste so good. After picking raspberries, Grandpa has a treat. Puts an M&M in each berry. Oh, they taste so sweet. I'm singing about raspberries, raspberries. Oh, they taste so good. Raspberries, raspberries. Oh, they taste so good. Now they have some blueberries growing in their yard. When they're ripe, they call me. Cause picking ain't so hard. I'm singing about blueberries, blueberries. Oh, they taste so good. Blueberries, blueberries. Oh, they taste so good. After picking blueberries, it's lunch we're hungry for. Blueberry pancakes, a special treat with blueberry jam galore. I'm singing about blueberries, blueberries. Oh, they taste so good. Blueberries, blueberries. Oh, they taste so good. I love to help pick berries, cause picking ain't so hard. And when I'm big, I'll pick berries with my grandkids in my yard. I'm singing about strawberries, blueberries. Oh, they taste so good. And those raspberries, raspberries. Oh, they taste so good. This is a previously recorded episode of